Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to the start of our study of the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is a book that has spoken to our hearts, your heart, many, many, many times. If it's your first time to look through it, you're going to find that it speaks to your heart. Martin Luther called the book of Psalms God's good word addressed to God's faithful people. God has good words for you through the book of Psalms. And John Calvin called the book of Psalms an anatomy of all the parts of the soul. He said, there is no affection in man which is not here represented as in a glass. There's something about the book of Psalms that lets us see ourselves like in a mirror. Augustine said the same thing. He said, if a psalm prays, you pray. If it laments, you lament. If it exalts, you rejoice. If it hopes, you hope. If it fears, you fear. Everything written here, he said, is a mirror for us. So Psalms is like looking into a mirror. It's a mirror in which you see yourself, but you also see the person that God is fashioning to you, you to be. That's the kind of mirror that it is. I've always liked what Billy Graham said about the book of Psalms and also Proverbs. He said, the Psalms tell us how to get along with God, and the Proverbs tell us how to get along with our fellow man. So if you want to learn how to get along with God, you're studying the right book. Now, the book of Psalms, an Old Testament book, we're not going to do a psalm a week. That'd be a lot of weeks with 150 psalms. We're going to do a psalm a day. And in fact, I'm going to do it in, in six parts so you can listen through to 25 psalms at a time. So this is our first part of the book of Psalms, starting with Psalm 1, which is a psalm that talks about the purpose of the book. I can't think of a better way to start than to read for you Psalm 1, verses 1 to 6. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers, not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The book of Psalms tells you how to live in the space of God's blessing how to live in this place of genuine, holy happiness. God wants you to live a blessed life, not a problem-free life. That's not until we get to heaven, but a blessed life. And Psalms is a guidebook to the blessed life. Psalm 1 tells us that God's blessing comes from what you choose not to do and from what you choose to delight in. And then it describes what that blessing looks like. Let's look at those things in Psalm 1. First, blessing comes from what you choose not to do. Psalm 1.1, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, sit in the seat of mockers. He's telling us here that it's not what you do that steals God's blessing from your life. Oh, in the end it is, but what you do depends on something else. It's who you let into your life as your best friends, your closest counselors. That's what steals God's blessings from your life because it's what causes you to make wrong choices. The people that you walk and sit and stand with because in the end, those are the people who will determine what you do. Paul, when he was writing the Corinthians, wrote in 1 Corinthians 5.11, I am writing to tell you that you must not associate 
with those who call themselves believers in Christ, but who sin sexually or are greedy or worship idols or abuse others with words or get drunk or cheat people. Don't even eat with people like that. Now, it's not that you can't ever see that kind of person or talk to them, but don't be a partner. Don't associate with them. Eat with them. Be best friends with them. Don't let them become an influence in your life. Blessing comes from what you choose not to do. But blessing also comes from what you choose to delight in. In verse 2, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. So you delight in God's word. His delight is in the, God, in the, in the law of the Lord, in the, in the word of the Lord. But we're also told how to delight in the word of the Lord. You do this by meditating. On his law, he meditates day and night. This word meditate, we're going to hear it a lot in the book of Psalms. And it's not necessarily with the idea of silence. We, we have false ideas of meditation now that are based on, well, maybe Eastern meditation or humanistic ideas of meditation. There was a meditation in the Bible that precedes all of those. And the idea here is to really focus in on the words. And often, even in the, in the word meditate is the idea to read in an undertone. So if you mumble to yourself as you meditate on God's word, that's a good thing. In fact, it's one of the ways that the Lord talks to you as you look through the book of Psalms. You just sort of say the truth back to yourself in a quiet way. Meditation is it's, it's considering the truth from every angle and it's looking at how you can act on that truth. And when you do that, you will live a blessed life. Now, what is this blessed life that God wants to give you? Well, Psalm chapter one, verse three is this picture of blessing, this picture of true success. Psalm 1-3 says, when you do this, you're like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. This is the blessing of life, endurance, and significance. Life, a tree planted by streams of water. Endurance, leaf that does not wither. And significance, yielding fruit in its season. Whatever you do prospers. That's the blessing that God wants to give into your life. It is not the blessing of perfect circumstances. Like I said earlier, we don't get that blessing until we get to heaven, and we will get it then. But even on this planet, where you face imperfect circumstances and struggles, and even the imperfections of your own heart, God wants to give you this blessing of life and endurance and significance by what you choose not to do, who you don't hang around, and what you choose to do, meditating on God's word. It's interesting the first word in Psalm 1 is the word blessed, and the last word is the word perish. In Hebrew, the word that's translated blessed in English begins with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, aleph, and the word that we translate perish begins with the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, tav. So from beginning to end, we would say from A to Z, he's talking about going from uh, blessing to perishing, or do you want to go from perishing to blessing? And Psalms is a book of instruction about how to live in this place of blessing. It's, it's a book of instruction for happiness and a book of instruction for holiness. Now, you may have heard the phrase, God doesn't want you to be happy, but be holy. And I understand that phrase. It comes from people who say, well, you know, I just have to do this wrong thing because God would rather me be happy than, uh, you know, have to still endure this difficult relationship or still endure this difficult circumstance. So even if I have to sin, God would rather have me sin than be unhappy. And that's a total misunderstanding of holiness and happiness. The truth of the matter is, when you think of lasting happiness, true happiness, God wants both in your life. 
He wants genuine happiness and he wants genuine holiness. So how is that attained? How is happiness attained? It comes through holiness. Happiness does not result in holiness, but true holiness always results in true, genuine happiness. So this blessing that we're talking about, it's not a dry, unemotional blessing. It comes with God's joy in your life. It's a totally different way of thinking. Holiness is not difficult. It's not dry. It's not boring. It's not painful. Holiness is a delight. And God wants to bring the delight of his blessing into your life. That's what we're going to be looking at as we look through the book of Psalms. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your blessings. What would life in this world be like without your blessings? And although in our circumstances we often find a measure of happiness, that we're glad you've provided for us and we're grateful for the ways that our circumstances have fallen into right places, we know that the true blessings of life are much deeper than that. The blessings of knowing you, the blessings of seeing you at work in our hearts and our lives, the blessings of, Father, true life, and true endurance, and true significance. So we praise you for those blessings today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, tomorrow we're going to look at Psalm 2, which is the most often quoted psalm in the New Testament.